With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. On 106.3 FM. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon on the final day of March. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. As we return here to local sports for the next couple of hours and appreciate you spending some of that time with Trent Condon and myself, Ken Millers. We take you right up until, well, just prior to noon. BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this today. We'll continue our tour around the regional MLB teams. Um, with the Minnesota Twins. We did the Royals yesterday, the Cardinals the day before. Nick Nelson will join us to help us with the, I have to think, the now American League Central favorite Minnesota Twins. We will talk about Trent's Twins at 1025 and uh, probably spend most of the remaining portion of our number one on the Twinkies. Our number two, we'll catch up with Gary Rima. There's news basketball-wise. Uh, there's news football-wise, and look forward to catching up with Gary Rime at 11.05. And then with all the news that uh, broke yesterday uh, pursuant to the uh, Iowa men's basketball team, we pro- thought we probably need to get somebody in here to help us out with that, and David Eichold from the 24-7 uh, site, a Hawkeye site, will join us, and we will discuss Jordan Bohannon, and we will discuss Jack Nungy's news uh, that came out. Of course, the website there is HawkeyeInsider.com, and David Eicholt will join us uh, about 11.30 to help us out with that. The final four is set, at least the late game kept you on the edge of your seat, and if you had a bet on the game, whether it's money line or not, you certainly had to feel pretty good about Michigan at least making a damn shot mm. down the stretch. Oh, for eight. Eesh, that was unbelievable. Uh, Franz Wagner had a, I hate to remind our friend Adam Emenecker mm-hmm. of his performance uh, in the uh, game in Tampa when Drake finally made the tournament back in 2008. I believe Emenecker was one of ten, but carried his team to that point, was the Larry Bird uh, Trophy winner uh, in the Missouri Valley Conference, but was one of ten against Western Kentucky. And last night, Franz Wagner picked... An awful night to have his worst night, shooting night of the season. And it was all summed up and put a little bow around it with that final three uh, that he airballed at the end. Shot was there. No no problem with him taking the shot. Likewise, Mike Smith, who had an open look at a three, and I thought it was in. Mm-hmm. I, I did really too. did. I thought it was in. But it wasn't. My and question. LA moves on. You mentioned the, uh, the Wagner shot. What was Eli Brooks doing there? I don't know. There's nine seconds I left. Know. He just flips it up there like there was right. half a second left. Yeah, get control. And Take he's a smart step. player. He Trent. is. I agree. That was baffling. As a whole, Michigan wasn't real calm down the stretch. Choked, Trent. 
They choked. It had that feeling, didn't it? It did. It absolutely did. That's um. I mean, they weren't that, outplayed. That's going to sting. Oh yeah, sting. And the look of Jawan Howard. Yeah, they cut to him and, uh, and just kind of closed his eyes. Mm-hmm. I feel more than anything though for Phil Martelli. Yeah, sure. So close to another final. Going four. back to that St. Yeah. Joe's team, that team with Jameer Nelson uh-huh. and company was so good. Delonte West, who played in the NBA uh-huh. for a long time, they were so good. And there was one team that was a bad matchup for them in the Elite Eight, and it was Oklahoma State, yeah, and, and they got him. And now you get back to this point, and he this knew that wasn't was a bad matchup. I didn't think. No, no, he knew. Martelli knew this was that team, that St. Joe's team. That's a once in a lifetime team uh-huh. at St. Joe's to right. have two NBA players. Right. <laughs> That doesn't happen very often. Uh-huh. But to get back, to take this kind yeah. of step, and you think you're right there again, you got UCLA. Yeah. It was a nice story, but yeah. come on. But in the playing game. Trent, they lost. What did they lose at the end of the regular season? Their last three? I think they lost their last four games Is that what it going was? into the tournament. I'm pretty sure. You know what? I'm going to look. I'm going to cheat. All right. Let me, uh, I'll race you. Uh, here's their schedule. Down the stretch, they got beat by Colorado. 70-61. Oregon beat them by eight. USC beat them by a point. And they, when they were out in the quarterfinal of the Pac-12, as Oregon State beat them by four. Limped into the tournament, mm-hmm. found themselves as an 11 seed on the Thursday night, uh, won the game, and here they are. And here they are in the Final Four. Now, they're fodder. It's David versus Goliath. And we're talking about UCLA. Right. In this case, yeah. Right. right. Um, Goliath is that little school, that little Catholic school in Spokane, Washington, of all places. Trent, you were dead right. I was dead wrong. But um, I thought USC would play him tough. I thought this was going to be a nail-biter. I thought of the two games, the one that had a chance to be, as we found out, the UCLA-Michigan ending mm-hmm. was the Gonzaga-USC ending. And it wasn't even Close. How many turnovers to start the game? Like three or four straight? Is that what it was? It was crazy. I mean, USC was just giving them the ball. Um, it just, just eye-opening. And they were giving the ball up to Timmy. Timmy's at the, you know, he's, he's out away from the basket stealing the basketball. They were, they were, they're a machine. Are we trending towards what I mentioned yesterday? This being like the Villanova team of three years ago. Or this, we try to come up with arguments of how it could stay close and then, they just beat everybody I think by double Baylor digits. Could. You still do, huh? Just because defensive. Now, again, this is coming from a guy who thought USC was going to give them all they wanted. And they got beat by 20. They played good defensive teams and they score. Mm-hmm. They score against everybody. And here's the dirty little secret they're really good defensively, too. Yes, that's just it. They play at a quicker pace than everybody uh-huh. else left in this Final Four. But even with that, they play really good defense. Oh, my God. That was, that was unbelievable to watch that. Trent, there was never a time. That I was thinking, you know what? I'm going to be right in this game. <laughs> Hang Didn't on, this is, this is a second half team. They're only down. What were they down? 19 going into the final 20 minutes, something like that. Well, they had that little run where USC hit like back to back threes. And had an eight nothing run in like a minute and cut it to what? 12, 13, 13. Yeah, because I was like, all right, here we go. Right, it's 13. Right, right. <laughs> it just that is this Gonzaga team, and for quite a while this year. I wanted BYU to nap them. I wanted them to mm-hmm. lose a random game to San Fran mm-hmm. because I didn't. I didn't want this team in this year to be the first undefeated team. I I love the UNLV team of the early mm-hmm. '90s. I was a huge fan. I wore bike shorts underneath my basketball shorts so I could be like Larry Johnson. I love that squad. 
funny when we think back what we did as kids, just, right? Just uh, idiot. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> just terrible looks uh-huh. all over the place. I loved that team. That was the team I wanted to see beat se- or be like 76. Some of the Kentucky teams had the talent to do it. And I didn't, through a lot of the year, didn't think Gonzaga deserved probably isn't the right word because, well, you earn what you deserve, right? Mm-hmm. And they went through undefeated. Yeah. But the deeper this goes and the way the domination continues, I'm fine with them. If they become the first undefeated team since 76, I'm not going to, oh, this team, they just did it because it's a shortened pandemic year or anything like that. I'm not coming in with those hot takes. This team, this is one of the best college basketball teams I have seen in my lifetime. And I've been watching college hoops for 35 years on a pretty high level. It's my favorite sport. Mm -hmm. This is an incredibly talented team. I know college basketball is different, juniors, seniors, the whole conversation. Compared to their brethren, though, this Gonzaga team feels to me like they are on another tier. Well, and and I agree with you, uh, and I'm not looking forward to Tuesday uh, and Wednesday of next week when we start, if indeed they do finish the job, and I believe that they will, uh, that we start poking, ah, West Coast Conference. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. Ah, it's not the ACC. Come on. It's... (laughs) Okay, I'll give you that. Look, I make that argument during college football season. I don't. I want Power Fives playing for championships. I don't want Cincinnati, yeah, or whoever that team is. Right, this year was Cincinnati. Um, I, I don't want them, but this team—it's the way they're doing it, and they've had an opportunity to roll through this tournament, and that's exactly what they have done. But Trent, the narrative's going to be out there that if this team played in the Big Ten, there's no way they're undefeated, and you may well be right. But they don't. They don't. And yeah. look at this team and, and find the weakness on. There is no weakness on this team. There just simply isn't. Ayaye got hurt uh, in the basketball game. Didn't miss a beat. Didn't miss a beat. You know, another funny thing, it's because it's the West Coast Conference and I get it, but going back to that Kentucky team that was right there, uh, undefeated all the way through to the Final Four of 2015, 14-15 season. The SEC was terrible that year. But do, do we ever no. bring that up? No. Of course not. And if they would have completed that, and we're having this argument, and we're still talking about, say, that team, do we know how good the Big Ten was in 1976? Do we know how good the Big Ten was in 2021? Well, there's another part, yeah. Right. I, we, we can make arguments. I sure thought it was good, but man, did we ever look like we were wrong. There's very little that you can statistically measure of what 1976 was like and how Precisely. good the Big Ten was. Right. Is it better than this year's WCC? Probably. It yeah, probably is. Yes. But you make an argument this year's WCC was about as good as the SEC was in 2015. And on and on and on. The argument... And but if you they, know it's coming. It is. Yeah. But if they go through and they beat everybody by double figures, and they beat Baylor who... What's their scoring average, or average margin of victory? Isn't it above 20 in the is tournament? Is that what it is? I think it is. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. Oh, they're incredible. They're clubbing teams. Clubbing. Look at UC... Look how good... USC has looked mm-hmm. up until last night. They were dominating people. Uh, Trent, one of the stories of the tournament, from the conference story of the tournament, the Pac-12, and they looked like a junior varsity team last night. They had no choice, no chance last night. None. Mobley Schmobley. He had nothing. He had no answer for Drew Timmy and company. So good. So dominant. Can't wait to watch them destroy UCLA, and they will. Mm. And set up the game everybody wants. And then I'm holding out hope that Baylor's defense 
I'll lay Baylor. Uh, I'll lay the points. Gonzaga <laughs> minus whatever. Yeah. Whatever the opening. I did it so, last so, night. Yeah, I know you did. You moved the number in your contest. <laughs> by the way, did you get any closer? Now, no, that one, kid's, I, that one kid's winning it by he can't be caught. Yeah, right? Justin Smoll's got like six hundred bucks left. So we start with two hundred. He works at a hot, high, Hyperion. Excuse me, easy for me to say. He's, so he's, he's, a, he's a golfer. Yeah, he's yeah. a club pro out there. Yeah. So works there. And this guy, you said you you've seen some things. Horse racing. I've seen wise. his Twitter. I went to clicked on his. What do you call the page of his Twitter? Whatever it is, his Twitter page. His yeah. Twitter page. <laughs> There's. A, I'm old. Profile page, maybe. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And it says something about the you know, Vegas to Des Moines or something. He, he likes to gamble. And he says, he likes to play the horses. Uh-huh. So it got my attention. Yes. And, and now he's getting everybody's attention in this uh, in this contest that you're in with, um, who's all in it? Oh, got the, the guys from- Teddy Hawley. Yep. Teddy um, Hawley, the Chantourage group with right. Sean Roberts. Chris Bout, Williams bowed out. Yep. And who took his place? Stansberry, Stansbury, who lost his 200 bucks. So he's been out for a while. At a snap of a finger. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Todd Kirk from the action. I like Todd Kirk, action fanatic. Yep. Yeah. Um, he does a really good job of things. And then Sean's rest of the group, Pistol Pete, uh, and the rest of that crew are part of it too. So are you, are, did you, by moving the number, gain any ground in this no, thing yesterday? Not at all. I, I had Michigan to complete a parlay. If that would have happened, I think I would have had enough capital where maybe I could have made a run of it. Would have had mm-hmm. to be perfect to make a couple of big bets mm-hmm. and probably even a big parlay to, to catch. But Justin, that dude is, Jeez. he is sharp. And I was told a, he, about him like a year ago. And I'm yeah. like, I hear about these people a lot, right, Ken, right. As, as I'm sure you do too. Right. And I think we both roll our... He's got his system. Yeah, yeah. This guy's real sharp. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I've heard that before and gone down swinging with that. And now that I've followed him, going back to football season, this guy is really sharp. So he puts out his picks? He He does, yeah. And uh, they do a podcast together, so him and a couple other guys there, part of the uh, the group. Going to be fun. And speaking of Bet Rivers... that's well, who they the just contest signed a big, is. They just signed a big deal at, uh, with the iCubs. You see that? Oh, really? The Cub Club mm-hmm. is now... Is the Bet Rivers or Bet Fred? It's Bet Fred. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, Bet I Rivers... Take that back. They, on the national scale, contacted uh, us here and asked us to do a show. Myself and Andrew Downs are going to be at the front row on Saturday. But how about this? It's not... You know, we're going to be talking gambling and previewing the Final Four and having some fun with that. Sean Roberts is going to stop so out. So what, what time on Saturday? Two to four, nice. leading right into the first game, yeah. 15 tip. But Bet Rivers is I giving it was away... it 5.15. Is it 4.15? 4.15. Oh, better. They are giving away four $500 free plays. Have to be present to and win. you have to bet them on the final four games? Nope. You can. It will go into your Bet Rivers account, though. Make sure you have your Bet Rivers account open when yep. you come. But come yep. by Saturday. Get signed up. Two to four o'clock. We'll do the signing At the then. front row. At the front row. And uh, should be a really good time out there. But $500 in that's free play. Huge. That, that's huge. So they're bringing two grand to the party. Two and grand. And they're splitting it up amongst four people. Four different people. That's awesome. All you got to do is stop out, get signed up. Make sure you have your bet. If you don't have Bet Rivers yet, sign up for it. And this is only KXNO, right? I mean, yes. if, if this, whoever, this is not some national contest awesome. or anything like that. This is for Central Iowa, Des Moines. Yeah. Whoever can make it to the front row on Saturday, two to four, get signed up. Must be present to win when we do the drawings, but should be awesome. And going to be a lot of fun out there at the front row. And if you haven't been, Hawkeye fans probably know, but you know what, Cyclone fans, we'll still find a place for you in there, even though it is a Hawkeye. Oh boy, they have wall to wall memorabilia. Clay, I've been to the new place, been to the old place. Oh yeah, it was a dump, but you know what? It was spectacular. And this place is nice, is it? Yeah, it's 
upscale now front row. Yeah, I like the. Well, I mean, sure, I would like this place too, but yeah. there, that other place had some character, didn't it? It's over on Swanson Boulevard. Yeah, it's, right by, it's it. right by Willis Auto Campus. Yes, it's yeah. just south of Willis Auto Campus. Yep, right off 100th Street. Mm-hmm. Across the street is uh, Seven Flags. Yes. Yeah. Easy. Put it in your GPS, Popeye. Mm-hmm. Very easy. Two to four on Saturday. Myself and you'll and be on the radio. We'll you be guys... on the radio. Nice. And we will be giving away four. $500. Just the, the drawing? Price. Is that how you're going to do it? That's what it looks like, yeah. That's awesome. It's going to be great. That's a huge Benny. Uh, all right, so let's um, finish with the, with the final four games are set. So Baylor's favored five, mm-hmm. and Gonzaga's favored, I've seen 13 and 14, somewhere around there. And I've seen it's getting close to consensus 14 and a half. I saw a tweet about that this morning, that they're trending that direction. Does that thing go off 15? By the time we get to the weekend, or does the UCLA? Mm, no, yeah, I think people saw it with like their it. own two eyes last night. Right? right? They are Jesus. They are a, a different machine. level, a completely different level. I'm looking here at Vegas Insider across the board. Still 14 at every shop, mm-hmm. so every everybody still has it at 14, at least on the front page, second page. Yeah, looking at the same. There's been, yeah, one fourteen and a half is all that's popped. I wonder what, uh, and I'm sure somebody has the prop, uh, Gonzaga versus the field. So if mm-hmm. you get the other three, what that number would be right now. I wonder if it's minus money. Oh, it has to be. Jesus. <laughs> that's that's where we are. Yeah, they're that good. All right, a couple of things. Again, we're going to talk twins. We're going to continue our tour around uh, Major League Baseball, the regional teams. By the way, David Kaplan uh, had to bow out today, but rescheduled for tomorrow. So if you're a Cubs fan, Cappy tomorrow at 11.05. He's doing some thing at guaranteed rate, though. The White Sox ballpark today, I, I don't know what he's doing. We'll find out tomorrow. He's pitching off the mound. Oh, really? And there's going to be radar guns, he said. Mm. I don't know what it is, but we'll, we'll find What do you put the over-under at Cappy's uh, well, top I think, speed? Well, I think it's already been set. At, uh, I think Cappy's like... Under 45. Well, 45. Yeah, but you get up in age in your shoulder. You just can't throw a yeah. ball like you used to. What do you think you could fire at? Now? Oh, nothing. I probably I, I can't. can't. My shoulder's shot. Shot. I don't even know if I could get to 50 anymore. I probably couldn't. I wasn't a real hard thrower in general to start with. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, uh, a couple of things on the... Um, uh, by the way, also Nate Bolton tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll piggyback on, uh, on the Iowa name image likeness ruling. But the Supreme Court... The Supreme Court. The, the big, big one. one, yes. Right. Yeah. Has the NCAA in front of them right now? And if you follow if you follow any of this stuff on Twitter, I, I don't think it's going well for the NCAA. I mean, every single one of the well, I shouldn't say that. I haven't seen a quote from the entire Supreme Court, but the quotes that are being posted on Twitter, the NCAA is reeling. Yeah. Really. So Nate Bolton will opine on that tomorrow with us. You know, I was going to talk about the NFL going to 17 games, dot, 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 and the fact that they're the every NFL team is going to be forced to do a game internationally. And you know where else they're, they're opening it up to? It's not just uh, uh, London or England or the UK. Germany. Yeah, das ist sehr gut. Right. And Brazil. Oh, I didn't see that part of it. Uh, yeah. I saw Germany. It's Germany and Which kind of excited me because I thought, boy, that'd be a fun trip. It would be. Yeah. It, it would be. I, I, well, Oktoberfest? Yeah. The gals have all the right. uh The, the big steins. <laughs> Sides, right. The, Jugs of beer, right. Well, they have those too. Right. And, uh, oh, yeah. Those, those are good. <laughs> the beer. Anyways, 
I want to talk about the Hawks. Let's localize this. Yes. So the Jack Nungy news breaks yesterday, and not a shock, Trent. Not, not a shock. Not at all. Um, it, it, it it makes sense what the what the young man went through, losing his father is suddenly, um, and, and the family wants to be closer. Wants to be closer to home. Coming off two injuries, um, and I was glad to see Hawkeye Nation absolutely understands it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely understands, and are um, you know not going to get their Twitter muscles. As they did with Jordan Bohannon, um, they let Nunji alone. Now, Bohannon comes out, I think it was prior to, wasn't it? It was, All right, yes. so prior to, the um, uh, the word escapes, uh, gets out that Jordan Bohannon is thinking of coming back for another year, and that decision will be based upon name, image, and likeness passing in Iowa. He's been very involved in that. He's meeting with Mark Emmert. Tomorrow, yes, Thursday. Yep. Uh, there are three players: Geo Baker, he, and one other. Is Isaiah Livers a part of it? Might be, but yeah. the, the 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 trio is going to be with him for an hour, and then it expands to female athletes. Other male athletes are going to be a part of it, but those three are going to start. And the blowback against Bohannon from Hawkeye fans, Trent, they're eating their own young. I, I mean. Don't want him to play. Can't play defense. Why do we want you back? Time to move on. Um, you cost our team. What am I missing here? I, I think it's the time to move on. And how outspoken he is. That ruffles feathers. It does, that bothers it? people. It's still Trent. And this, th- look at folks. If you are listening to us, um, I was going to say in your lifetime, in this decade, in the next couple of years, like it or not, and I get a lot of people, a lot of you don't like it. College athletes are going to be compensated. Yes, they are. And the Supreme Court beating the living crap out of the NCAA this morning is a perfect indicator. They're asking tough questions. This doesn't mean they're going to rule in their favor, Ken. I understand that. But the fact that there are so many, I got student loans. Why should I have to pay? Mm-hmm. You know, you get a scholarship. Just please. It's no longer 1960, all right? It's 2020, and there are billions of dollars. They are going to get paid. And the fact that Bohannon was vocal and seemingly a point person on this, I think you're right. I think this is where the majority, maybe, of the blowback that was certainly prevalent on uh, on the responses to his tweet yesterday is the fact they don't like student-athletes. In fact, a lot of them just shut up and dribble. Yeah, there's no doubt. And it goes back. It annoyed the crap out of me, his parking ticket thing. I, I, I went to Iowa. I got parking tickets, too. We all did. I had $800 my freshman year yep. during the first semester. Yeah, you get parking tickets. It's part of being in Iowa City and part of being a most but college campus. No, no, I didn't follow that But closely. they were losing four out of five games, and that's why it annoyed the crap out of me, too. So did it, but was it... We have to practice, or I mean, did he did he bring his playing career into the fact that I mean, I don't. It was at Carver. He, he okay. was parked and All right. yeah, and he punched the meter up, and two minutes after it would expire. Well, it expired. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what happens. Right. That's well, how they pay, pay bills around there. That's yeah. just the likelihood. And there's a lot of these things that it just it feels like it's too much for the average everyday fan mm-hmm. with Jordan Bohannon because they're not in it. And they see, yeah, you got a scholarship. Mm-hmm. And now, not only that, you actually get 
full cost of attendance. And I think for some people, and I understand this part of it, is the slippery slope that we are going down. Because first it was, well, we just need to get cost of attendance. Full cost of attendance, so they get the extra stipend that comes along with it to help pay whatever extras. And it's more if you go to USC as opposed to if you go to mm-hmm. Iowa State. Right. Those are two different things. But, all right, that was going to be it. Well, very quickly we knew that's not enough. And then we get to the image likeness, and this will pass, and this will mm-hmm. happen. But the next question is, then what's next? And it kicked that it's trickle down. Right. Yeah. As amateur athletics will be completely gone. Right. And I think ultimately that is going to be the case. Uh-huh. Amateur athletics will not be amateur athletics anymore. Well, it's only amateur athletics down to the, to, to the players. Right. Everybody else is no... I mean, you kind of use the word amateur. But do they have it rough? No, but they should be compensated. I don't think... I don't know. I, don't, I've never, I was never one, right? I didn't go to college. <laughs> um, I, I knew college athletes, and yeah. this was well before even cost of attendance was there. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anybody. I knew every people that came from all different backgrounds mm-hmm. that didn't have a lot of money at home. None of them I saw but struggling. Look, okay, but look what they did for us this year. Mm-hmm. You know, putting. I mean, I mean, everybody's going through awful times, but they entertained the hell out of us. Can you imagine if we wouldn't have had college football or college basketball? Uh, and they were. I mean, that's that's asking a lot to get for zero compensation. Yeah, you sit in this desk, but you know what? If you if if you don't sit in that desk, the the, the lesson is going to the, the lecture, whatever it is, it's going to happen regardless. It's just going to be there's one desk in the corner where the athlete isn't sitting, and he gets to sit there, uh, and that and that's his return. It's it's more than a scholarship. Look, coaches used to make seventy five thousand dollars, and they were extremely well paid. Yes, now they're making millions of dollars every year. I think Doctor Tom's contract when he came to Iowa in the mid eighties was just that seventy five thousand dollars a year. It was like a three-year deal. Mm-hmm. That's that's what you got at the And time. now there's billions of dollars. This tournament is funding athletic departments. The name, image, and likeness, again, I'm okay with. But I also believe that there are people out there that think there is going to be this, this huge windfall of money that's going to come to athletes. No, there's not. No. It's not. It's We're a, talking it's a about, stipend is what yes, it is. Hundreds, maybe thousands of right. dollars. Now, there are some people... To think that on the level of the Ashley Jones at Iowa, yeah. Spencer Lee, yeah, Caitlin to, Clark, to think that George the, Niang, they're going to get money. twenty, thirty, eighty thousand. No, 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 but it's something, right? Yes, that's all. I think that's all they're asking. Give them a little piece, and that's what this is. And the, you know what? The, the 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 big schools, Alabama gets all the best football players now. Yeah, it's really going to change recruiting. It's, it's absolutely not. Recruiting has been the same. Look at a recruiting list from the 1970s and look at it today. You're not going to see a whole lot of difference. You're not. You're just not. Open up the Parade Magazine from 1974. Guess what? Alabama and USC are going to be at the top of that list Mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. That's the way that it goes. Ohio State, guess what? They had a lot of dudes then. They have a lot of dudes today. This is not going to change that. My my real concern, because name, image, and likeness I'm fine with, is just the trickle down. And when does it stop? Because ultimately, I don't think it'll ever stop. Well, I, I think the biggest uh, the the biggest decision hurdle question that's got to be answered is, yep, I, I get the fact that Caitlin Clark's going to make money, but how about the you know, at the end of the bench? Th- those kids is, aren't going to make anything, and is that going to be fair to them? And that question's going to be brought up. Well, fairness doesn't matter. It's not about fairness because no, I had a friend. His parents had a lot of money, mm-hmm. and he got to do a lot more things in college that's than I did. True. And there's going to be players that are a lot better than you are in college, mm-hmm. and they're going to have more mm-hmm. money than you. It's not about fairness. No, nope. this is a free marketplace, and that's nope. 
what name, image, and likeness will bring also? Yeah, Luca Garza would have made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Perkins won his freshman year. Right, Bear. Right, yeah. <laughs> He's not making a quarter. But you know what? Go out to the bar, maybe Garza's buying around. That's, that's a good point. Maybe a couple. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, we will get uh, into our baseball conversation. Today, it is the Minnesota Twins. Um, Jimenez injury is huge mm-hmm. for the White Sox. Does that... The, the, the playing field was pretty even to begin with between yeah. those two. Does that elevate the Twins in your mind? It does mine. It does for me. And taking my fan hat off. Which and you're just, actually wearing. Your I, I am wearing a Twins hat today. I look at both rosters. I think depth-wise, the Twins are much better. I think that they can plug holes a whole lot easier. I like their rotation more. Mm-hmm. I like their bullpen a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. There might be more pop in the White Sox lineup, even even after him and as you, you can make that argument, but I still like top to bottom the Twins lineup yeah. better. It, it's it's hard for me taking the fan cap off, even to put a lot of check marks in the White Sox. I felt like I was missing something throughout this whole thing. That the White Sox were overwhelming favors mm-hmm. to win the division. That's closed. But the White Sox are still the betting favorite, at least at DraftKings right now. That's surprising to me. I'm with you. 10.30, Twins conversation next. We'll get into it. We'll uh, Gary Ryman is going to join us at 11.05. Uh, we'll talk about the uh, the Kyle Green hiring at Iowa State, the fact that uh, A.J. is staying. We'll do some football. So where are the Panthers, Trent? It's about to get back in the final couple of mm-hmm. weeks of their season. Um, do they basically have to win out now? If they win out they have a chance, but there's even some so people... So it's not a guarantee. Because remember, we're going from 24 cut, teams yes, normally right. to 16 teams is all that is going to make the FCS playoffs this year. They're 3-3. Three and three. They have games remaining with South Dakota coming mm-hmm. up Friday night, and then North Dakota State to wrap things up. They win is those still, games. Is Zeb Nolan still car, uh, starting for the Bison? Uh, no, they have a young guy that's... Yeah, I, I don't know if he's starting... But the young guy has played a whole lot better than Zeb Nolan. So those are the two remaining. You win those two, then you're on the fringes of getting into the bracket. That's how tough it's going to be to get into the 16. Mm. That put them at 5-3. and three. Man, one of those tight losses they had, Southern Illinois, South Dakota well, State. Week one. Yeah, that, that, yeah oh. that first game was there for the taking. Might come back and bite them. But you have to beat South Dakota and North Dakota State, just to even get to that point. Uh, so Gary Ryan will join us at 11.05. Uh, David Eicholt on the Hawkeyes from uh, Hawkeye Insider, part of 247 and 11.30. Our keywords coming up in the 11 o'clock hour. Be listening for that. About 11.25, we'll give you the keyword of the day. Again, if you're a David Kaplan fan or a fan of Chicago sports, you'd like to listen to Cappy with us every Wednesday at 11. Brought to you by CenturionStone.com. You're going to have to wait 24 hours. Cappy tomorrow at 11.05. Miller and Condon are back after these on 1460 KXNO and 107. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and now on 106.3 FM. This is KXNO. Miller and Condon, fourteen sixty KXNO. Only that song had Bob Casey, the voice of the Metrodome, <laughs> introducing Kirby. No, no smoking. smoking in the Metrodome. Smoking is not allowed. 
Oh, he was great, was he not? Yes. Uh, Nick Nelson, Twins Daily, joins the program. Nick, Trent, and Ken doing a little reminiscing. How are you? I am excellent. How are you, gentlemen? Doing very well. Looking forward to tomorrow and looking very forward to what we thought was going to be, Nick, a you know, a two-team race between the White Sox and the Twins. And I'm not saying that it won't be, uh, but the uh, Jimenez news, I think, maybe changed some people's opinion that we're about to pick the White Sox to win the division. And because of that injury and those uh, that pop coming out of the lineup have now come back to uh, anointing the Twins as the favorite in the Central. Do you see it that way? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of thought that way before this news. You know, I'm not going to take it for granted that the Twins aren't going to lose some major player for some major length of time considering uh, the history of the past few years, but I think it underscores what was sort of the key difference between those teams, and that's depth. I mean, the Twins are much better equipped to handle a setback like that, and I don't know what the White Sox are. They, I mean, where are they going to start Lurie Garcia behind uh, Eloy Jimenez now? That's a huge drop-off. Mm-hmm. It is, and we were talking a little bit, Nick, about it just on the betting side of things. I didn't see it, and I am a better Though I'm a Twins fans first, uh, I, I just it was baffling to me those numbers that came out and they've they've tightened since the Jimenez news. But let's just take an overview here of this off season of this Twins team, what they did starting bringing in Anderton Simmons to play shortstop, one of the best defenders in the game, moves Jorge Polanco, an All Star, just a year ago over at the shortstop position. He goes to second base and and some retooling in the pitching staff overall the off season and. And trying to get over that hump, of course, that comes in October. Yeah, you know, I think they did a good uh, combination of not completely tearing things down and and rebuilding from the from the studs. I mean, I don't think that was necessary. This team has played 600 ball and won the division two straight years, but they went into this offseason wanting to shake things up a little bit. You know, obviously the postseason results have been unsatisfactory, and uh, I think this was an interesting and and clever way to do it. Um, Andrelton Simmons, you know, if he can get back to playing the defense the way he did. Before last year, as a transformative player for this defense, I think Polanco will be better at second. I just think uh, there's a trickle-down effect here. Having having Luis Arias, sort of a, a guy who can swing around the field and be sort of that utility guy, uh, is an intriguing piece that I don't think a lot of teams have a tenth man like that. Uh, it's interesting. You know the um, the back of the of the of the rotation is is where I want to focus with you. I like the J Hap move. I do. I think he's got something left at the four. But it's Matt Shoemaker who really gets my attention uh, because this guy's just been cursed over the last couple of years, right? He was. I thought he was good with the Angels. He went to my Blue Jays. That's where I kind of started paying attention to him. And, and the um, the injuries just continued uh, to strike him. But if he's the five man goal. Going into the season this year, I think I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised by what the fifth starter in the Twins rotation is going to be able to do this year, assuming he can finally get through a year. Not only that, but the sixth starter. I mean, we just saw Randy Dobnak get a, a contract extension. He's looked amazing this spring. I think the Twins have some really interesting depth there at the back of that rotation. And like you said, Shoemaker, when he stays healthy, is, is a quality player. I mean, he's pitched like a, a number three a lot of these years uh, back with the Angels. Um, and the injuries, you know, I think it's a good gamble for $2 million. Mm-hmm. And I think if he's not able to stay healthy and sort of break that curse that you talked about, Dobnak gives him such a really nice fallback option there in that fifth spot. What about the bullpen? Uh, we had this conversation two years ago at this time. Of course, last year, the shortened season. but And I remember looking at that bullpen saying, how are they going to do it? And they cobbled it together. And by the end of the year in 2019, 
They had one of the best bullpens in the American League. A lot of those names are still around. Some retooling that has happened. Overall, your thoughts and bringing in Colin May from the White Sox, Taylor Rogers, the lefty option out of the back end of the bullpen. Your thoughts overall, is this a bullpen good enough to, to get them not just through the 162, but be good enough playoff bullpen? It's definitely the position group I have the most concerns about mm. on the surface. I mean, there's a lot of question marks I play here, right? A lot of guys are sort of uh, hoping can rebound from, from down years. Taylor Rogers is one. Mm-hmm. Hansel Robles, to an even greater extent, who they signed from the Angels. Um, some unproven, sort of fringy arms in the back end of this mix. But I do love the depth that they've built up. They brought in uh, some minor league deals and waiver claims and were able to sort of pass those guys uh, off the 40-man roster and, and keep them in the team. So they're going to have guys like Brandon Waddell and Derek Law available at AAA. I mean, these guys have looked tremendous. And when you see what the Twins have been able to do with someone like Matt Whistler or Ryan Harper, uh, it's, it's easy to be confident. But I think it's going to be a trial and error. They're going to have to, you know, they've got a lot of different intriguing arms, but they're going to have to sort of figure out which ones they can trust. And that could mean some growing pains and maybe some frustrating times early in the season as they try to sort that out. Nick Nelson, TwinsDaily.com. So do the, do the worst-case scenario. What, what happens for this season to go awry for a team that a lot of people think can win the division at the very least? What could go wrong? Injuries. I mean, it's, it's the same old story. There's, there's tons of talent, and as, as much depth as they have, you know, I think if you're missing Boston and Donaldson for a big chunk of the year again, um, it's just going to be hard to – I mean, the, the White Sox have very dynamic talent. They have superstars, and the Twins need their superstars to sort of step up and carry them. So we really haven't been able to see – you know, we didn't see what would happen if, if Donaldson and Buxton were on the field for great lengths of time together or in the playoffs. So I really think that's going to be the key for them to unlock – uh, what their what their potential is. Alex Kirloff, we saw him last year in the playoffs, the shortened series against the mm-hmm. Astros, but he looked the part right away. He did not look the part, though, in spring training. Really, really struggled with the bat. The thoughts on him, the obviously service time that also goes into these decisions, and when you anticipate we'll see Alex Kirloff back up with the big squad? Yeah, it's tricky because it's not like he can go to AAA and just tear it up and, and make the case and sort of earn his way back in. He's going to go practice at an alternate site probably for about a month until the minor league season gets started. Uh, so, you know, I think during that span it's going to take an injury for him to find an opportunity. Um, yeah, I, I'm not as – obviously the service time played a role. I'm not as much of a, a person who thinks that was the, the pivotal factor. I mean, he, you know, he's not that experienced. He hasn't played at AAA. He didn't really play at all last year. He played one competitive game. Uh, so I certainly think it's a defensible move. Um, I would expect him to probably be up. Obviously, if an injury opens the door, it could happen sooner. But uh, mid mid May to late June or to early June it would probably be the window I would target. Uh, lots being made of the fact that the White Sox and the Twins won't see each other. I, th- I think August eleventh is the date they play. Three coming out of the All Star break or right uh, right on the other side of the break, and then three in August, and that's it. Uh, don't see this White Sox Twins. We won't see it down the stretch, which is really disappointing. But on the other hand, uh, we'll see them a bunch in the first half of the season. So you can look at it as glass, glass half full there. Do you like that? Would you rather have some games in September for these two teams, who seemingly will be you know? game or two apart for most of the season if it works out like most folks think it will yeah i would like to see that is an unfortunate sort of scheduling quirk um you know you love to have those series down the stretch i think of i love when the twins and white Sox are are battling for the al central those are my my favorite seasons i think of you know the classic years with garden hire and and ozzy Ian and the piranhas and um there were a lot of there were a lot of great late season series where truly uh the division was decided in those final weeks um, and, and that, you know, 
might not happen in a head-to-head sense this year, but they're going to see plenty of each other, and I think it's going to be just a really exciting uh, competition between those two teams. There's so many interesting storylines, you know, right down to the, the old Tony Larusa, who I believe is the mm-hmm. oldest manager in the league, to Rocco Baldelli, who's one of the youngest, mm-hmm. radically different sort of cultures. Um, you know, the, we've got their former closer. They, they went to sign Liam Hendricks, a former Twins pitcher. Just a lot of really interesting things to follow in terms of how that's going to play out. You know, to, to your point, didn't the Metrodome close its regular season with the White Sox? And the I can picture Joe Maurer running around the outfield. And maybe the, the, the Twins eliminate the White Do you remember what I'm talking about or am I dreaming? Well, the last uh, regular season game at the Metrodome, I know because I was at it, was uh, game 163 between the Tigers and Twins. But the prior year, uh, 2008, was I know that the, the Twins and uh, White Sox had a down-to-the-wire race. They also had a game 162, and that one ended at, uh, in Chicago at Comiskey <laughs> Field with Mr. Jim Tomey hitting a solo home run that decided it. That was a frustrating one because that game should have been in the Metrodome. Mm. Had the better record against the White Sox that year. Of course, it didn't turn out that way. So let's say it's not the Indians. Excuse me, it's not the White Sox. The Indians, they're moving pieces. Lindor, of course, is off to the Mets now. Jose Ramirez is still there. They bring in old friend Eddie Rosario. And that rotation, Bieber at the front end of it, Plesak, Savali, I like the McKenzie kid. There's still plenty of arms there. But I still like the Royals a little bit more. Maybe I'm crazy here. Who else scares you in the division? I mean, those two teams, obviously the Tigers don't. Um, hmm. I'm not going to sleep on Cleveland. I think that uh, you know they have an MVP caliber player in Jose, Ramir- uh, Jose Ramirez. I think that Eddie, Riz- Eddie Rosario, although I'm, I didn't really want the Twins to keep him around, I hmm. think he'll be a hugely impactful player for them just because they've struggled so much to get offense from those corner spots. And they're just going to pitch. I mean, the Cleveland was horrible at hitting last year, and they still finished with the same record as the White Sox tied for second in the division. So if they continue to pitch the way they have, you know, Bieber keeps doing what he's doing, and they can keep turning out these sort of uh, guys out of nowhere who turn into high-quality mid-rotation pieces, they're going to be right in the mix. And I think Cleveland had an interesting offseason. I like the moves they made, but I still think they're – I wouldn't be surprised if they finished around 500, but I still think they're a little ways away from truly contending at that top level. Uh, Nick Nelson from Twins Daily. So, Nick, do they win the division? I do. I think yep. they'll win the division. Uh, I would. I would put my money on those uh, those those pro White Sox odds in the AL Central. I think that's a pretty safe bet. But obviously, like I said, I mean it's all going to come down to health, and that's the one thing the Twins really can't control. But they've set themselves up well with the depth to be able to absorb some injuries and stuff. So um, it's going to be it's going to be a fun season. And I think these teams are going to be neck and neck. Uh, the obviously a wild card to whoever doesn't win the division. Do you agree with that? And where's the other one going to come from? Is it uh, the East? Yeah, I mean, the East, the East could potentially have both. I think the Rays and uh, I think the Yankees are clearly going to be in that division, but the Rays and the uh, Blue Jays are both are both pretty legitimate. Um, and the Red Sox could, could have a nice little rebound. So uh, the West, yeah, I, I don't know if the West is going to be producing a wild card team, but, uh, but the East is definitely going to be one they'll be competing for in that wild card race. Ultimately, they get there. They get back to the playoffs. What makes this team different than the one that has lost 18 consecutive mm-hmm. playoff games? What's different, if anything, or does it just come down to the luck factor? And certainly at some point, it's got to start to flip the Twins' way. Well, you hope. You hope they'll be healthier. I mean, you hope they'll have Boston on the field. We've rarely been able to see that. Such a big game changer that I think it really will uh, sort of turn their fortunes around to have him out there, Donaldson as well. Um, I do think that the moves they made in terms of the defense, the infield defense, you know, we've seen in the playoffs the last couple yeah. of years, I'm sure you can think in your head right now of a couple infield plays that, really turned the tides in those games where the Twins 
where there's Polanco missing a throw to second or Arias failing to turn a double play in New York. Um, those were those were plays that really turned the momentum and and led to big innings. So just just making the plays in the infield and, and making those improvements with Androuten coming and uh, Polanco shifting to second and Sano being a little more experienced at first, I, I think could go a long way in terms of helping them make those plays they need to play, make. But really, it comes down to hitting, as we know, because they just have not hit in the playoffs. Uh, so there will be fans in the ballpark to begin the season. Do you know the capacity? Is, is it 20%, 25%? Do you know to start? Twenty-six percent, so okay. right around ten thousand fans. I will, I will be one of them next Thursday. Nice, uh, very nice. That's and awesome. then, obviously, uh, things go according to plan. That number will increase as the season goes along. Nick Nelson, TwinsDaily.com, TwinsDaily.com. Nick, we appreciate you helping us out here. Uh, we look forward to having you on again uh, during the regular season. Thank you, Nick. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate you coming on, Nick Nelson, TwinsDaily.com on the Twins. Gonna win it. Yeah, I think so, too. I'm with you on Cleveland. I think they come back to the pack a little bit. Mm-hmm. They've been I, really good, Trent. They've had a hell of a run. Their offense, though, is just Yeah, anemic. I know. And yeah. you take Lindor Lindor's a huge piece of that. I love Jose Ramirez. I really do. Mm-hmm. And, and the big wad he's always got in his mouth. Yeah. He's up there. What and that of, dude can rake. But what kind be of lineup protection is there going to be for nobody. him? Nobody. Eddie it. Rosario and the Reyes kid that they got from San Diego, he's all right. I like him. But other than that, whew. And their pitching, I mean, their, pitching's good. Yeah. Their pitching's really yeah. good. And their bullpen is still pretty good. Mm-hmm. But one through four, that rotation is excellent. With some young arms in there that I think even have even more upside. Uh, I will not fall off my chair if the Kansas City Royals finish ahead of them in the standings. So one question I got for you. We're uh, we're preparing later today. We'll be recording our TV show. You can see on Mediacom MC22 three times over the weekend on betting. And I took a stab at the Royals to make the playoffs. Not win the division, mm. but just get in. That's a big number. It's 9-1. to one. Yeah. Now, to win the division is 40-1. to one, And maybe even that's a yeah. better... Okay, they're not winning the division. But even getting a wild card, the Rays will still be good. The Yankees will be good. I think your Blue Jays will be good. Yep. Nobody out of the West. I mean, somebody, the division winner th- gets you in. You don't think both the Astros no. and the A's could each win 88 games? Because that's the thing. I cannot envision the Royals getting to that point. No, I can't either. They need it to be 83 and 79. Will one of the cards go to who finishes second in the Central? No. Oh. In in this scenario. Okay, so so both of them are on the table. What's more likely? Mm. 83 wins gets the second wild card? No. Or 83 wins wins the American League Central? And I think it's wins American League Central. I think it's none of the above. Well, yeah. I. that's why we're talking about nine and forty to one odds here. I think it's more likely though that they win this. I'm, I got to change. I got to change the script. So you're going to go. You're going to take them to win to, to win the division of forty to one. There's a there's a reason why that I beat you in this thing every year. And that's hey, I am coming example. back. Are you? I okay. had a big big weekend. Gonzaga came home for me to win the. Uh-huh. Uh, I I hit two out of three big bets uh-huh. this weekend. You're aware of some of your, that the, the, your yes, colleague has uh, Gonzaga at six to one. I'm in trouble there. <laughs> we'll come back, finish the hour. Gary Rymus starts our number two Hawkeye conversation on uh, what's the basketball. Can you come up with a rotation? Right now? Fran McCaffrey has got to be dipping his toe in the transfer portal. He's been there. He doesn't love it. No, but, but this year has no choice. There's no doubt. And there's some names that The big make kid sense. from Eastern Washington, the guy that looked like he came off the Game of Thrones set. Well, remember, that's a combo deal. It's him and his brother. Don't care. Find a place for both of them. Well, and He's a day ago, that would have been a little bit more of a problem. Now, a little yeah. bit easier, right?
you got some, and especially if there isn't Jordan Bohannon, which it looks like there likely is not. Uh, I'm not even sure he would have come back if that would have passed. You think it was more? Yeah, I think so. More of a little I, show. I, just, I was disappointed the way that the fan base attacked him. And not everybody. I'm painting with a very wide brush. Right. I mean, look what he did for the school. The records that he's left behind. Mm-hmm. The the injuries that he fought through. You don't think that caused him to lose a step? Um, yeah, there's no doubt. Right? Well, uh, we're running out of time. Finish the hour, come back. Miller and Condon, 1460 kicks. And over. Supply. Final couple of minutes. Kyle Pitts from Florida just ran a four four forty. Tight end. I think the game's changed a little bit. Yeah, just, four four in the forty for a tight end. Our uh, our friend John Liebel uh, just texted me a trade potential that he likes. Speaking of your guy Kyle Pitts, yeah. Niners draft Kyle Pitts at number three. Okay. Trade Kittle to the Packers for Aaron Rodgers. No, no, I didn't think so either. Quarterback, yeah, you can't. No, you're not. Yeah, I mean, I, I like that it's 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 a conversation starter. Yeah. Um, so, so just real quick, I don't want to talk a lot about the Cincinnati Bengals, but I want to ask you a Bengals question. Okay, so let's say Pitts goes four to Atlanta. Bengals are on the clock at five. What are you doing, Sewell? Don't you think? Oh yeah, but I there's think. a lot of chase. Reuniting with the quarterback, LSU boys going back, Joey Burrow, give him his guy. I'm with you. So, you draft a left tackle all day long. Uh, after all, didn't they have Anthony Munoz? He worked out well. Pretty good for that franchise, right? This is the next. Um, oh, I love the draft. <laughs> Coming up. It is. Less than a month. Uh, so is the 11 o'clock hour. Gary Ryman kicks it off. We'll get into the Hawkeye Bins basketball program. With a friend from Hawkeye Insider at 11.30. We're here till noon. Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM.